Welcome, you're listening to Wannabe. Not. A Spice Girls podcast. I'm James. And I'm John, and you heard us correctly. This is no longer a Spice Girls podcast, but hold well, on, don't hang freak on. out. No, hang on, yes, don't calm freak down. Out. We don't want you don't to turn off. <laughs> We're still because, here. Listen, I'm actually currently sitting here with a Baby Spice t-shirt on, so this is still definitely, in some way, a Spice Girl podcast. What do Absolutely. you have on? I have just a black hoodie on. I'm okay, going to wear okay. my Spice Girls hoodie, yep. but I could not find it, which is funny because you found yours. <laughs> After, uh, you know, a week of it being lost, and now I cannot find mine. So I'm just well, wondering if you just came in during my quarantine and definitely stole it from not. me. Definitely not, because I wouldn't risk, I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't risk it. That's um, right. But let's just clarify. So this is what's happened. We have, I don't want to say we've exhausted the Spice Girls, because, you know, there's always going to be Spice Girls news. But, you know, if you're an avid listener, you know that we've started from the beginning. And we've worked our way through the whole entire thing. And, we did. you know, naturally, the, you know, the Spice Girl information is slowing down. Um, uh, but, you know, we've had a lot of people say that they want us to keep going. You know, they love listening. So John and I had had a discussion about, you know, what the right thing to do was. And we decided. What did we, we decide? Decided, <laughs> we decided to just do kind of. I mean, this is going to sound really messy, but there's really no focus to this podcast other than <laughs> pop culture. We're going to talk about film. We're going to talk about TV. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about celebrities, kind of throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Because when we were thinking about this, the Spice Girls was a perfect kind of mesh for us because we both equally love the Spice Girls. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing else that really kind of glues us together in a way. Like, no, I mean, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but like, I would love to do a Madonna podcast, but it would be I have no very one-sided. Yeah, exactly. I have no information. What would you do a podcast on if you could? Just solely see, focus one thing. That I, look, you know this because I've, I used to say this back in the day, but I would definitely have done a Real Housewives podcast because it is the only other thing that completely bonds us together. However... There is no way on this earth that I would do a podcast solely dedicated to that because there are so many. There are. And like now it almost feels like a bit too late. You know, like it's a bit weird to come into the game at this point. No, for sure. It would be, it would not be wise for us. But uh, we want audience feedback because, you know, tell us what you like, what you don't like. If you want to hear us talk about something, we're very much open to feedback because this is kind of an experiment we are just going to have fun and try to bring fun and joy to everyone that listens. And of course, we're always going to talk about the Spice Girls. Trust yes. me, it's Victoria Beckham, like, eats a bagel. I'm going to talk about it because exactly. we will always be. They are with the Spice core. Yes, they are the core reason why we ever started this. And we will not forget. It's a Viva Forever. It's not a goodbye. Okay. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, just because we said we're not focusing on The Real Housewives, that doesn't mean that we won't be talking about The Real Housewives, because that is one of the things we share in common. We yes. also, after many, many years, I finally got you, I mean, I'm going to take credit for this. I finally got you to watch mm -hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. um, true. There's, there's a lot of different places that we can go, and we're going to go there, and we're going to talk about ourselves, and uh, we'll see it's how just, this goes. Yeah, it's, not, it's just a whole mishmash of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you've really tuned in to listen to us argue with each other and not agree on stuff. So that's definitely going to happen. I don't think we ever really disagreed that much about Spice Girls stuff. Uh, yes, we did. Are you joking? Name, name one argument. Um, but I would say in the Mel B episode, there was a lot of actually me giving Mel B praise for her solo songs and you complaining about them. Yeah, I mean. That's, yeah, so I was right. 
<laughs> Again, I love Melanie B. She's my favorite Spice Girl, but least favorite solo Spice. Mm. I, know. I still take. like some of those songs. I still like some of those songs. Uh, I do want to just also caveat this little story, whatever, with some information. Obviously, John and I are not in the same place at the moment because we are self-isolating, quarantine, blah, blah, blah. So there may be some technical issues. You may hear some cracking and popping, some robotic sounds. That's because we're trialing a new... Uh, service. I'm not going to name them because they're not giving us a discount. <laughs> um, wow. uh, then maybe there'll be a delay. Who knows? But just bear with us. This is all new and I'm not going to say improved because maybe it's not. <laughs> no, yeah. And this is kind of the the best that we can do at the time. We can't be together, but we can still see each other yeah. um, through video. We can still make this happen. So it's exactly. it's a blessing. Speaking of which, how are you doing during this quarantine? Uh, it's very up and down. It's very up and down. It does depend on the day. I did do a little work today, which was nice. Um, so, I mean, I didn't get paid for it because it was quote, it was quoting and stuff for a potential project. Okay. So that was nice because it kept my brain active and all of that good stuff. Yesterday, I had a great day and uh, f- did a video chat with my good friends in England and we did a bake-off. We baked a quiche. How did you guys bake a quiche all together at the same time? Yes, we we had the one single recipe that we all followed and we just went through the stages together. Uh, four of us and four very different quiches at the end of it. Mm. Even though the process was the same for everybody. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm neither here nor there on quiches in general. Sometimes well, I really love them, sometimes I really don't. I didn't quite realize how that Americans knew what a quiche was. Why not? A quiche I don't know. It doesn't seem where, very what is a quiche French? Yeah, I should imagine, right? I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. There. Uh, but yeah, I was just surprised that Americans knew what a quiche was because, can I say, and I know we have a lot of American followers, but just bear with me on this because obviously I am in America. I do appreciate and I America. And am, I am an American. Yes, you are a Yank. Um, and so look, I, of course I choose to be here. I appreciate you all, but Just there are some out. times that I get very annoyed with being here. And I think being here during this pandemic is starting to really aggravate me with Americans and every tiny little thing an American is doing. I'm like, you're American. No, absolutely. I think the fact that the U S now has more coronavirus cases than anywhere else in the world is a true testament to how poor our leadership is, but also how selfish Americans can be. And I'm speaking as an American. Mm-hmm. I have been quarantined now for a month. Um, I haven't seen anything. I got a walk this week. I learned how to make fried rice. Um, I'm very alone, very solo. It like I'm still blessed but to be working, you, but like sometimes you, it goes up and down. But don't you get angry then that that's you, and then you go onto the news and you see all these people gallivanting around. And you're like, well, I, I what's mean, the point in you doing your part if everybody else isn't? I, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I think I've learned now in my later years <laughs> <laughs> that you, I can really only control myself. And if that's all that I can control, I can scream to everyone. But why? Yeah. Why well, wait? You're right. I'm, you're there's right. Just, there's just no point. As long as I'm healthy, my parents are healthy, which gives me a great cause of anxiety, mm-hmm. and my friends are healthy, then, you know, it's a win for today. You're right. But that's the thing. It is a day by day situation, 100%. 
I will tell you, I was devastated when I heard that McDonald's had closed all over the UK and Ireland. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles, so it doesn't affect me at all because McDonald's is still here. But I do want to say I don't have a car right now. So for me to drive through is not an option. So it's, I haven't had McDonald's since January, but just knowing that McDonald's is closed in an entire country really wounds yeah, my little agree. soul. Mm -hmm. Like, what would it you does. do? Because this is the thing. As soon as something gets taken away, you want it. So if they did it here, you would immediately want that. Oh, absolutely. I think that's why I ordered. Um, I know we're supposed to support small businesses. I know. But you also have to understand me as a person. I'm the commercial prince. Like I, I'm very much a, a brand person. <laughs> I had to have Chili's last Saturday. I just had to have it. I've been so good. And, and listen, it's one listen, thing guys, I wanted. For the, for the people that don't live in America, Chili's equivalent in England, I would say the closest we have is a T TGI Fridays. And I know oh, you obviously yeah, have TGI Fridays in America, but yes, that's they're the, the they're the brother and sister. I think with, with Chili's, I just had to have it because I was like, what if this pandemic destroys Chili's and I'm never going to have Chili's again? Which is a possibility. Chili's close all the time. Like, I'm less worried about McDonald's, but Chili's was... um a point of worry for me. So I ordered my well, chilies. I will support a small business today. Well, I've been supporting all my small businesses locally. I mean, we don't really have many chain things on this side of town anyway. First of all, I stop. did get Domino's. Thank what? you. Yeah, no, I'm look, I'm happy to admit I love a Domino's. I'm a cheap, cheap, I'm a cheap, cheap queen at times. But um, I definitely supported the Domino's, but I've been supporting all of my local restaurants, all the places that we usually go on a weekly basis. We've been ordering from there um because we're trying to keep everybody going do you know what i wanted to say and this is a moment of um of should you should take pride in this because um since i've been cooking by myself here um i remember like when we first became friends like years ago you had a burger night at your place and i remember i made fun of you because you used that that cheap craft like singles cheese that like is pull apart yes and i was like oh james is such a diva but he's using these craft singles blah blah I've now come full circle and have decided that that is, in fact, the best cheese to put on in a, a burger. cheeseburger. Exactly, because it, it, it melts. melts the easiest. Yes. yes, you can't be slicing a hunk of cheddar and put it in. That doesn't work. It, I mean, it works. It's just not as mm, good it's as not the same. A it's not the same. Thank you. Right again. Nope. There's a theme to this podcast, guys. There's a theme. There is no theme, and that's. Um, I think I explained that there's literally no theme. <laughs> there is literally no theme. But listen, you. I think we should touch on the Mel C stuff before we kind of branch too far away, right? No, absolutely. There's there is Mel C news, and uh, we're going to talk about it. But let's take a break first, shall we? Okay, smart. Welcome back to Wannabe, a pop culture podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. Well done. You you managed to say the new title. Yes, but what I wanted to talk about, which we didn't talk about in the last break, was um, the fact that we're keeping the name Wannabe because it still keeps the Spice Girls core that we mm -hmm. are at our hearts. And yeah. also it kind of very much defines who we are as people because we are very much wannabes. We are. And not listen, I want to just say this, that we're not wannabes in the sense that we're like useless people <laughs> trying to like be something we're wannabes in the sense that everything that we do <laughs> seems to not always go to plan and we have to kind of deviate into new little routes to try and make things happen that's my version of it anyway no it's do you know true. what i mean because you get wannabes that, that are super annoying and like you know they're actual like wannabes but we at least have some skill and talent behind us <laughs> 
I like to think so, but I think my career in general, I think if I could pick a name for us today, it would be the pivoters because Lord knows when something doesn't work, we just pivot to the next thing. So, pivot, pivot. Um, and again, if this format doesn't work, we will pivot to something that does work. So again, listen, I'm asking I think for it's all gonna feedback. Be fine. I think it's going to be fine. And listen, you're very much a feedback kind of person. I'm not like I'm, you know, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't care what you have no, to No, it's say. not about that. It's about, I like hearing other people's ideas because I do think sometimes things can be better and I want to always constantly strive to be the best. Okay, well. Anyway, so <laughs> before we um, stop talking about the Spice Girls, we have some Spice Girls news. We and, do, we do. Mel C. Mel C, Melanie C, that powerhouse performer supreme vocalist has been doing a series of youtube lives i believe i don't yeah. think they're instagram lives no they're youtube lives she's been doing like she's done two she did an hour-long session she did one last week where she just talked about the spice world tour 2019 Super and then she did one it was i watched the whole hour and it was i was riveted and then she did one this week um about like just her life in quarantine and i i will admit to melanie that i i zoned out of this one um but i just love seeing her in her natural element she's super yeah. casual it was she, nice did you, see the, did you see the little video she did the re reshoot of the music video for who uh who i am where no. she was it was like a quarantine version so she was just literally in her house like just doing what she normally does singing her song and so she was like helping her kids which we never see um so she was helping her kids do homework and then she, she was only like, has one right she only has one i don't know if I'm pretty, there was two in the thing I've, I've heard her say kids but i'm unless she's like a stepmother but i'm pretty sure she only has scarlet um and again <laughs> don't <laughs> quote me i am not a fact checker listen here. i put this into the new bio today john did write the bio but i made a few changes and i said and i wrote this exactly we are never claimed to be experts but we claim to be opinionated and that's exactly true. So we don't always get the information right, but we're very strong-willed about it. That's fine. Speaking of which, did you hear which song Mel C said was her least favorite song mm. to perform on tour? Um, oh, I did see this. Wait a second. Uh, uh, I forgot what she said. You want said. me to give you a clue? Yeah, please. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Come on and do it. Yeah, she that's said she hates song, performing but... that song. Did she explain why? Uh, I don't know, but I remember vaguely when we did the Spice World episode of the podcast that I talked about how much I hate that beginning as well because it annoys me and it like jolts you into life. But I do love the song. I think it's a great song. Um, she just said she doesn't like it. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. but she, did you, um, some wonderful follower um, sent us a thing yesterday too about the competition that she's doing, which is great. Um, so you basically follow her Spotify, which, you know, obviously do anyway. Um, and then you listen to a song. I don't quite understand how she knows that you're it's you or anything like that. But then she picks somebody at random to have a video call with her. Oh, and I would so, love a video call with her. She just imagine? seems so down to earth. She's so gorgeous. Like I know. She doesn't get enough credit for like being as, you know, as beautiful and in shape as, as she is. Um, yeah. But. Um, what I loved actually about her little live stream was that she kept pulling clips from uh, different Spice World videos that people had uploaded on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she kept using Tiago P. And I remember when we did the oh, Return yes. of the Spice World tour, we, we were like, thank you, Tiago P, because you have really, or Tiago Silva, 
because you have really like <laughs> made this available to the fans. So once again, Tiago, wherever you are, I'm assuming Brazil because I know Brazilian fans yeah. and that's a Brazilian name. Um, but I was devastated to hear that they did not film the show at all. They did not film one Spice World 2019 show. But that, are you sure though? Because there has been some footage, like, and there was the people on the stage filming. Like there, there was definitely filming going on. I'm sure there was filming going on, like a lot of backstage stuff, but there was never a fully filmed show. And that's what Melanie C says. So there's no plans to release a DVD of the Spice World 2019 tour. And I'd say, again, that's a loss because there should there should have definitely been one for the 2007, 2008 shows, but there was, there should, I mean, come on now. I know. I, like, and imagine like having that now, getting us through this time. Yeah. I'd probably watch it's it on a daily basis. Yeah, just in the background when you're cooking, making a exactly. quiche, whatever. Just like, that, you yeah. just need it. <laughs> the, thing, okay. the thing that I I do love that, that she's been going live, but, you know, every fucking celebrity and random Joe Schmo on the street has been fucking going live. And it's driving me crazy because... Take it. If I'm scrolling on Instagram and like I am accidentally scrolling and someone goes live and I accidentally join their live. Yeah, because like, like, it pops down. Fuck? Yeah, it pops down. And I'm like, yeah. oh. And first of all, I keep panicking that it's going to show my video on their stream, but obviously it doesn't do that. Um, but I legit, every time I open Instagram, it pops down. Like something is happening. And fair enough, like to a degree, if it's a celebrity, like maybe I would delve in. But every Tom, Dick and Harry is doing it. And I do not every. care. I do not yes. care to see it. Same. No, I do not care to see it. Even, I mean, even some of the celebrities, I've always said that I don't love kind of celebrities having Instagrams anyway, because I think it ruins their mystique. But yes. I do like the creative ways that some celebrities are like performing their music. I love that. And I love how we can't do like press junkets right now. So celebrities are doing interviews for their projects, like via Instagram, via Zoom. I love that. But please, everyone stop going live every two damn seconds. It's it's not for, it's not produced. You don't look good. You have no, nothing so to say. I mean, so but let's talk about this though, because you've got you've got the people that go live, and they're clearly just at home, um, and they've you know decided amongst themselves. And I'm talking celebrities, not talking regular people. But you know, they've decided amongst themselves. Oh, let's do an Instagram live, okay? And they're just sitting at home, and they click on, and then they're just trying to have a chat. But then there's the kind of next level where you've got it it's almost like a platform or maybe a magazine has orchestrated it and they're doing it on a specific page. Um, yeah, which that I like. Over, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, like that's fine. But so today I saw a clip of on Twitter of The View. Yeah. And they're doing Which is my favorite show, by the way. Well, this is why I yeah. wanted to bring it up because to me it wasn't working and I was trying to watch it, but it was too like disjointed. Yeah, because, it's, I mean... It's a little bit, it's, I was talking to my friends today about like how awkward it's been on The View, but I love every second of the awkwardness. Um, it's just hard to do. It's even hard for us to do two people via video because you never know when one person is going to speak and then you have to back up a second. And that's kind of been The View, but that's part of its charm right now. And I'm just happy that like network shows are still doing their thing. I know Regis, Regis, oof, I went way back. Kelly and Ryan are going like live he's in his kitchen she's in her like living room so like ellen's doing it from her house like it's still uh nobody wants ellen still to works. be doing anything we need no, to shut nobody, her down no shut we do need to shut uh, ellen down, down. 
Oh my God. Yeah. She made a comment for those that aren't are in tune with, with Ellen stuff. She made a comment about how being in quarantine is just like being in jail because she's worn the same clothes every day and everyone is gay, which is super offensive. Super offensive. Um, she, first of all, she, she's out of touch. She's so out of touch. She's so out of touch. I did enjoy that thing the other day that came out. I don't know if you saw it. Actually, I don't know if we, we, we spoke about it on the last episode, actually. It's ringing a bell. Um, but it was a whole Twitter thread about Ellen, real life Ellen stories. And this guy was paying people to, uh, or donating to a charity for every Ellen story that he got on Twitter. Um, sure. You had to be able to prove it to some degree. And it was so interesting because obviously we know that well, she's that's the not thing. as... It's- it's um there's like a few hollywood secrets like nobody was shocked by harvey weinstein because everyone kind of had heard that he had done some of those things like it wasn't like a leap and everyone in hollywood has heard that ellen is a nightmare to work for she's a nightmare to be around she doesn't really like like doing her shows it's just like she's america's best kept secret i think yes i agree um and I'm not here for it anymore. Is that everyone, no. everyone, uh, she's not even that entertaining. She's, she's bring back Rosie O'Donnell. At least. Rosie yeah. I just enjoy, that. I think I enjoy somebody more. That's less about like, be kind to yourself and to each other. Like, can we just have an opinion and a bit of graph, you know, a bit of grunt and a bit of like roughness. No, you, you can, but like, don't say be kind to one another. And then when everyone knows that you tell your staff that not to look you in the eye, I don't yeah. think that is, I don't think that is uh, practicing the message that you're preaching. Exactly. But, um, anyway, I wanted to segue us into kind of the Instagram live just because it'll bring us into um, our next topic, which was some of the people doing Instagram lives were for the Real Housewives of Atlanta's very own oh my God. Nene Leakes <laughs> and Kim Zolciak. And let me tell you, I saw that uh, that Nene posted on her Instagram that she was doing a like cocktail hour with Kim the next day. So I tuned in because... Kim and Nini have, I've been watching them for 12 years now, since like 2008. So like I've, I'm very enmeshed into the Real Housewives thing, but they hadn't been seen together in years. They hadn't done anything together in years. And even Kim said like, this is the first time I'm actually seeing Nini in two years. Well, I didn't so, like, realize that I'm they were friendly still because I feel like in they the last- back and forth. Okay. Because the last one that I ever saw with Kim in was fairly recent, I guess. Um, and there was still a lot of drama between the two of them. I think they had fairly made up, but they weren't like close after Kim's daughter like posted a video in Nini's house saying that there were cockroaches on the floor and Nini oh. didn't like that. But anyway, the whole point is these two biddies could not figure out how to add each other to their lives. And I don't know if it was an Instagram issue because it's it's possible that there were a lot of people accessing Instagram. So the live was not as crisp as it should be. But for an hour I watched, I was popping from Nini's live trying to get Kim on and then she would call Kim and then Kim's like add me I just requested <laughs> add me and then Nini's like I don't see it Brent help me and then Nini's son would come on and then he'd point the camera in a weird way looking at his feet and then I'd hop off I'd go to Kim <laughs> Kim has 17 children now um her daughters were in the frame Croy was in the frame her her daughter was having like a teenage meltdown like mom I'm trying to help you like it just was <laughs> like a mess so but i think eventually the next the day they got it together that's the, that's the fascinating stuff though to be fair like that's for sure because people's guards come down in those situations because i was watching one with um lennon parham and jessica st Clair, two of my favorite comedians um 
And it was the same issue. Like Lennon did not know how to get Jessica to get into the conversation. And then halfway through the entire thing that they were doing, Julia Louise Dreyfus um, wanted to join in too, but they couldn't figure out how to get three people on. So Lennon kicked Jessica off and then Julia came in and started doing a whole bit. It was just too good. But that, no, like, mean... that's the thing. It's like specific people I'm here to, for, but like 90% of the time I'm like, can we stop? Can we stop? Nobody yeah, needs to see you all of this time. No. But again, I guess I guess I've gone full circle because you're right. Like not everyone needs to go live, but there are some people like honestly watching Kim and Nini like try to connect to Instagram live is probably funnier than watching their actual conversation. Exactly. So it's like stuff like that that I am here for in these corona times. But anyway. Uh, speaking sorry, speaking of Atlanta, uh did you realize that there was an episode this week? Because it's been like on, then it's been off, then it's been on. I don't understand what's happening with the um, scheduling. Well, there was an episode this week and it was quite boring, but shall we jump into Real Housewives right after the break? Okay, yeah, we can do that. Let's take a break. Welcome back. You're listening to Wannabe, a pop culture podcast. I'm James. And I'm John. That's right. Let's let's dive into the Real Housewives. And I have to say... In these corona times, I'm getting a little bit anxious because we have New York that premiered last week. We have um, Beverly Hills, which is premiering this coming week. And then we have Potomac like two weeks after that. And I'm like, at some point, these ladies have stopped filming. And I Uh need to know when my housewives are coming back. I cannot have a fall without housewives. Well, this is the problem. This is well, this is the problem. That I'm everything. Yeah, me too. But this is why I'm saying just before the break, Atlanta. Like we're coming to the end of Atlanta, but they can't film a reunion. Well, they're going to film a Zoom reunion, is what I heard. But I feel like mm, I, don't I mean that's it... better than nothing. But it's not going to work because you're going to miss the electricity of them all being in the room together and actually having to confront each other. Exactly. But also. I would potentially say that I'm happy to wait for a reunion. I would rather have a good reunion than a bad reunion. I mean, yes, but I don't know. I think it's worth. I think it's worth trying. It's worth trying. It's going to be way too many people at once. Oh, that's um, the thing. I don't know how anyone's going to control anything. Cause that's too difficult. Um, I did notice that uh, Kyle from Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills uploaded a um, thing where she was doing a confessional at home. So they're still mm. recording their confessionals, but that's kind of different anyway because that's part of the edited show. Um, yeah, where they're just kind so, of sitting facing camera, regardless of where they are. And that, that should be fine as long as they have the the best camera equipment. Like when I watch the view, actually, like whoever I don't know how Whoopi's doing. Like she's she's not on a phone. She's not using her computer. Like it actually looks like an actual camera is, is there and they're broadcasting. So I hope they're doing that for the Real Housewives because quality is of the most. Oh important. no, they're not because I've seen it. It's, Kyle had a laptop open. Hi, <laughs> Dios. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I I saw that um Jennifer from New Jersey um has Corona. She's recovering. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Andy Was Cohen, quite, of course, had it. The rates were quite high in New Jersey, I saw, for Corona. I mean, obviously, yeah, New York New York, very high New York and New Jersey. New York, New Jersey. Any any of those populated, super populated states where everyone lives mm. on top of each other is, is difficult. But wishing Jennifer the best. I think she was a breath of fresh for the Real Housewives of New Jersey. She's delusional, and I love she her. She was. I mean, she was very um, aggressive and very... Uh, it's just crazy, I think, but I think we needed that. We needed Jersey. Jersey needed a, a little bit of an injection into it. Um, 
granted danielle always delivers oh. for jersey in a dark dark way but she delivers <laughs> um but anyway back to atlanta did you watch this week's episode yes so we watched so i didn't even realize it was on my brother texted me and he was like ah did you realize atlanta had been on so uh we caught up with it i think last night um it was fine it was like a run-of-the-mill episode they seem to have got back from greece very quickly uh yeah it was it was a bit boring it was like a filler episode nothing really happened it was which is a shame because um, we're coming to the end of the season it was yeah, like episode I don't know. 20. I don't know what else can happen. I mean, Nini spit on Kenya um, barely. and barely from a distance. But it's, you know, it's nice that Nini is showing some fire again because, you know, she does phone oh, it in. No, she does phone it in. No, but she's been pretty good this season. She's been pretty good throughout, I think. She's been fine because I think she finally realizes that, you know, she needs the show and mm-hmm. that the show is kind of her money making vehicle. So, do your job. That's all I ever want from these women. Do your job. Do I don't care if you job. don't like Kenya or Portia. Like, you have to film with them. That is your job. That is the job. So, speaking of doing the job, you know who generally does their jobs very well? The Real Housewives of New York. Always. Always. They never not deliver. They never not deliver. It's So, we had the uh, season... 12 season 12 what's they call it premiere that's i was gonna say finale doesn't make any that's sense the word no uh they had the season premiere last week and then we have episode two tonight and i'm riveted and waited to watch it um the cast didn't really change too much we just had one introduction of what was her name yeah uh oh my god <laughs> leah leah okay yeah yeah um and i i actually like leah i think she came on really well i've been reading some things about her online that i don't love but um well she's definitely got some stuff in the closet like a hundred percent sure but i think she's she's a good i don't think she'll be like like a bethany in terms of like calling calling people out in like the greek chorus but i think she's good i think she's a good addition to the show i think ramona is my favorite housewife of all time she consistently delivers i love that scene last week where she was crying yet not a tear (laughs) could come out and it went from one to a hundred like so quickly i don't understand what what i want I love the way she came into that party too, looked right at her castmates and then just walked past walked them. Off, <laughs> walked off. Um, I will say not to, this is maybe a humble brag, but who cares? I was going through my phone last night and I did come across all of my videos and pictures from the night that I spent with Ramona and not, yeah, in, that that way, not in that way. So uh, the wonderful Stephanie Holman from Real Housewives of Dallas is a friend of John and ours, uh, John and mine. And, um, she i was in new york at the same time that she brandy no was brandy there can't remember uh she and carrie no carrie this was a different time brandy wasn't there it's fine it's fine anyway so they were in new york i was in new york and they were going to an okay magazine party and stephanie text and was like oh my god do you want to come and i was like uh hell yes so um you know, I threw on my nicest outfit and then met her at the OK party, which was basically a housewife's fest. It was there was Sonia, there was Dorinda, John, uh, Melissa Gorga. That is, their, that is their breeding ground is like a, a housewife will go to any like trashy magazine party. So exactly. they were all there. No, and it was great. And, um, you know, uh, there was a lot of general public there too but we was in the like vip section with all the housewives dancing it was great time and then afterwards um ramona was saying to stephanie and carrie that she wanted to go and get dinner at 
Cipriani's, which Cipriani's, which makes me laugh because it was obviously like such an iconic restaurant from the TV show. And uh, so we ended up in an elevator with Ramona going upstairs to get in a black car. And these two young girls <laughs> tried to get in the very empty elevator with me, Stephanie, Carrie, Ramona. That was it, four of us in the escalator, uh, elevator. And these two little tiny girls tried to squeeze in too. And Ramona just <laughs> looked at them, pushed them out and was like, there's no room in here, <laughs> get out. And the two girls just looked so shocked and the doors just closed. Manic. Which is Manic which is so on brand for, for Ramona. I don't know if you saw, because I know you just started your Potomac journey, mm-hmm. but um, Ramona, like last summer, they were, she was in the Hamptons with Giselle, and like Giselle tried to take a picture with her, and Ramona oh. pushed her out of the picture. <laughs> yes, I did read that. And I, it and I'm gave like, me that's flashbacks. so Ramona. It's so Ramona. It's so Ramona. Yes, good time. So, um, yeah, so we've had the start of New York. Great. We've got Beverly Hills coming up next week. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Well, Beverly Hills, again, I've watched every episode of these housewives. I've been watching them since I was in college. They feel like family. Beverly Hills is, I don't know. It's like, it's either really good or really bad. There's no in between. Like Atlanta Mm. can have like a mediocre season and still be better. Because they're very entertaining. Because they're entertaining. They're all very funny. You know, and kind of yeah, outlander. The Beverly Hills girls, first of all, they're all actresses. So they mm-hmm. like are all very aware of the cameras. Actually, I'll say the one thing I don't like about Real Houses of New York now with Sonia specifically is I think Sonia is hilarious. Yeah. When she when Ramona gets to her apartment and Sonia's like, Coco's still alive, like that shit is funny to me. Yes. But like when Ramona's like hugging Luann in the park and then like eating a pretzel over her Sonia, shoulder, like Sonia. Sonia, yeah, when she knows that, like, there's a camera right there, I'm like, Sonia, stop trying to be funny. Like, just be yourself, because you are actually quite funny. Well, I still laugh. Like, she still makes me laugh, to be honest. It's very different to me. It's very different with Beverly Hills with the girls when they're trying too hard, because I don't, I can see it. Like, it's so transparent. Yeah, the Beverly Hills girls, not only do they try too hard, but they also, like, constantly refuse to film with each other. Like, the Mm. fact that Lisa Vanderpump, like, was able to sit out half the season and we had to suffer through scenes of like her renovating her kitchen. Like, uh, get, fuck right off. Like, well, do your thankfully job. she did fuck right off because I could not bear another season of that lazy, lazy bitch. I mean, they're all too rich beyond for their own good on Beverly Hills too. So there's not like a hunger there. Like Potomac. I know oh you just my started, God. Like, no. They, those are some hungry, hungry women because they're they, like, this is I, our shot. So I'm on... So I skipped season one of Potomac because everyone was saying there's no point. It was kind of not very good. So, but I watched the reunion so that I could kind of catch up and at least like who everybody was and what happened. So then we went into season one, uh, season two, and I've watched episode one, two, and three. And my first, my first conversation with my husband was like, "Where are these people's money?" <laughs> because I, mean... I just thought that the pre- you know the whole point of a Real Housewives shows but... that these women supposed to have a lot of money. No, I remember, I don't know if it was season one or two, but I re- and I'm not hating on this. I'm adding to your point, I drove one of these cars, but I saw... Was it a Nissan? Um, yes, and I was yes. like, I was like, why is this, like, Robin's driving a Nissan. I drive a <laughs> I Nissan. I was, was like, this show is supposed two. to be, 
it, it was. And this show is supposed to be aspirational. I'm like, she's driving a Nissan. I drive a Nissan. Like, get it together, girl. No, like, I was get, like, what is Maserati. happening? What is happening? Yeah. And then they were going, uh, Karen, I think her name is. I'm still a bit confused on the names. The older lady. She was Karen, going, she was going um, house shopping. Uh, whatever you call it. It's not house shopping. What do they call it? <laughs> house hunting. Uh, she was going house hunting. And they were <laughs> the properties. I was dying inside. They were so first of all, they thought they were spending a lot of money. And these properties were like a million dollars. And they were like, no, I mean obviously a million dollars. That is that is a lot of money. But a when million you compare dollars it to Beverly Hills, of, yeah. And like sure. also what you're getting, but what you're getting in Potomac for a million dollars is insane. <laughs> like yeah. if you tried to buy that here, you're spending, I don't know, like six million. To uh, get minimum, yeah. No. Do you know what Mayhem. I mean? You can, you can get was, a few acres for a million. In yeah, it was sure. very out of whack, and also the decor. I mean, Luann was right. Money cannot buy you class because the decor no. in a lot of these homes is atrocious, atrocious. But I'm but very I'm, excited for the Potomac girls. I'm very excited actually for your journey because I think seasons three and four of Potomac were super stellar. Once they add a cast member named Candace, who is annoying as fuck, okay. but um. She's one of those that you love to hate, and um, it's fun. I have a question about Potomac. Um, so I, I feel like Candace is going to take over from Sharice. Is that correct? Sharice doesn't uh, stay in it. Sharice comes and goes. Um, because yeah, so you're right. We, I forgot about Sharice. Yeah, but we're for, like so. She reminds me of somebody so much, and I think. I think it's a combination of two people. One of oh. them is Sheree from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Who I love. Mixed with Tiffany Pollard, New York. <laughs> She's got like this like mixture of these two people and I can't explain it. Yeah. Sharice is very much Sheree season one of Atlanta. I don't know if you ever watched that, but like when Sheree no. was all about her Chateau Sheree and like trying to like keep up with the Joneses. I feel like that's who Sharice mm -hmm. is. Um, Giselle is gorgeous, but fucking annoys oh the shit out of She's me. So annoying. Um, I don't know why people are like Giselle's the best one. I'm like Giselle's awful. I don't really like. I haven't warmed her at all. Oh no! I like at least Karen. Like Giselle thinks she's the star of the show, and that's always the downfall when you think you're the star. Um, Karen is hilarious um, because she's delusional and she calls herself the grand dame. And then Ashley's too young to be hanging with these girls. Yeah. But she works because she has so much drama in her personal life that it just works. Okay. Um, but it's it's good. I mean, they get fucking messy, and uh, in a way that Beverly Hills will never get messy. Uh, they're so annoying, and I've, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, I've seen the same comments over and over again on Twitter about the new season of Beverly Hills, like the new the new season uh, episode one and episode two. Everyone seems to have the same thing. So I feel like I don't know if there's been like a press release where they're like you have to put this in your tweet. Um probably. But they're saying the last two minutes of Beverly Hills will give you chills. Have you seen that? Like I've no, literally I seen, seen so many people tweet that. Because the only thing I saw today was Lisa Rinna has been um on Instagram complaining about her tagline. She says it sucks and that she hates it. Uh, and she wants she wants her new tagline to be when people ask me what my sign is, I say dollar, which I actually think is That's kind of funny. Way better, yeah. Because I actually yeah, think I actually the taglines are pretty shit this season. The only good one was Denise. Was Denise's? Um, my life not be a, might not be a fairy tale, but I always get a happy ending. 
Yeah, but see, I'm hearing rumors that Denise like leaves halfway during production. No, she, anyway. she tweeted. She didn't. She tweeted. No, well, she sent a tweet. Good. Yeah, she sent a tweet. She was like, uh, "Haven't left. Still there." Like, but the problem again with with Beverly Hills is like, I ha- you have Kyle who used to be an actress. You have Lisa Rinna who's an occasional actress. You have Denise who was a fucking Bond girl. You have Erica who's trying to be an actress, and then you have Garcelle now who's joining the cast who is also an actress. <laughs> So, well, I don't, also, I don't know. Yeah, it's for me, it's like, and I do think this about Los Angeles, Beverly Hills as a whole, anyway, is that people are very concerned about the image they put out. And so people are very calculated here, anyway, in general. So I guess, you know, it is a true representation in that respect of the area and how people behave. So it is still real, but it's annoying to watch because. I feel like at the beginning of the whole, you know, journey of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that they didn't have that because it nobody knew what it was back then, really, that they didn't have that about them. But now it's so successful. And obviously they have, you know, Kyle, for instance, her husband's got so much money. She's, you know, the the businesses and everything that they do. She can't really afford to be being a complete moron on TV. Well, I mean, first of all, they Kyle included, like, I think they have a lot of lawsuits that, like, they just don't talk about on the show, um, which is fine, but then you're not kind of portraying your real life. But I think there's a way to do it. Like, I think Kyle is actually really good at still, and I don't love Kyle. I think she's fine. I think she's, like, the heart of the show still. But Mm -hmm. I think, like, Kyle still worries about her image, but, like, can still be herself, where I feel like Lisa Vanderpump and Erica like worry about their images so much that they're like not even being real people. Like if I have to see Erica do another show, uh, like, do another song, like do something new. You know, it's going to be all about that this season. Cause it's the Chicago season. And fine. She... At least it's slightly new. Oh no, she's so boring. Get her out. Get Teddy out. I don't know why they invited her back. Mm. Um, I like she... Teddy, but she's the wrong, uh, it's the I'll... wrong type of person for a housewife show. I like her. Yeah. I think she's fine. I will I tell you. It doesn't mesh. I will tell you that yesterday I did cycle past Dorit's house. <laughs> so oh. I was going, because I go on a daily cycle. And Is I went it the one the... that was on the hill? Like the big hill house? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. But that's because that's how I recognized it. Because it's actually a, um, uh, not a through street. It's like a dead end, which I didn't realize when I was cycling up this giant hill. Um, and so I got to, as I was getting to the top, I looked up and I was like, oh, that house looks really familiar. Where have I seen that? And then there was a for sale sign outside. So I clocked the address in my head. And then when I got home, I just Googled it to see why it was familiar. And then I was like, oh, it's Dorit's house. 7.5 million. Yeah, which I hear for? she rents. So, um, I mean, I don't oh, know. Well, I don't know who, her... So the owners would be selling it. I don't understand. I guess. Who knows? It's obviously in a great location, but... It's actually anyway. a really beautiful street. I would definitely want to live on that street. But the house is ugly as fuck, to be honest. Well, the hill alone. I, I as you know, I've lived on a house with a giant hill. <laughs> yeah, that was a hill. It was a fucking hill. And it is exhausting. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go get my mail today because it's just too far. Um, <laughs> All those times have changed. <laughs> how those times have changed. But um, shall we take a break and then talk Let's about Let's take RuPaul? a break and I feel like come back to do a bit of drag race. I would like to touch on some other things too. So yeah, let's do it. We'll be back. Bye. We're back with Wannabe, a pop culture podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. <laughs> so clearly we've gone down the reality 
oh, yeah, which we is have. fine because we are trash and that's fine. And we're, we're okay admitting that. But um, I, I, I talked about this at the beginning, but a show that I desperately wanted you to watch for years was RuPaul's Drag Race because yeah. I think you were getting the wrong idea about what it actually was. And I'm I happy was. that you're finally on board. Yeah, so listen, I went from one extreme to the next. <laughs> I went from never watching RuPaul's Drag Race because I didn't really understand what it was. And I thought, it doesn't really seem like the sort of thing I would want to watch to watching every single episode uh very quickly been watching the entire thing um and we're getting up to date and basically have become a drag queen myself yes it's finally (laughs) vanessa vanderpump in in full swing um (laughs) so i think with rupaul's drag race like it's it is some i'm I'm apologize if you hear a plane passing over my apartment right now but it's like it's the best mixture of like america's next top model and project runway with like gay culture and like actual like pure talent like i think everyone that's on that show has to have a talent and absolutely and that's important i think that's what that's what the the show success is i will say and i top model started doing this too where they started doing like two cycles a year rupaul's drag race is doing way too much to the point where i'm like can you guys calm down i don't need a celebrity version I don't need an all-star version every year like calm down yeah yeah i mean obviously i didn't really feel that because i was i was binge watching it all anyway so i was getting it in full force regardless um but i can see i did towards the end of like when i was on season two season 11 i started to get a bit mind numb and i was yeah there's getting a bit there's confused a drag with, fatigue yeah i did start to feel that um and in fact, I actually don't think I even watched one of the seasons. One I of them was did not watch. Boring. I did not watch the last season, so 2019 season. But I'm back on board. Um, who's your favorite RuPaul's drag queen? From queen. the whole thing? Yeah, from, from the whole season? thing. From oh, the whole thing. So tough. That's so tough because, like, there are the obviously the obvious famous ones that are like I really love Bianca Del Rio and Katya and Trixie like they're my three top favorite ones I think but then there's ones that I love that aren't so popular that I'm not even going to remember their names because they're not popular well (laughs) I would say Bianca Del Rio is probably my favorite winner but I think my favorite contestant of all time is Shangela I think she's not only like she's not only the most talented I think but I think she's beautiful and I think she's really like found a way to transition her career from just that show into actually doing films and like tv shows like she's in a star is born like it doesn't get yeah. much bigger than that like no Shandula no you're right and i think that I, the problem is is because so i didn't when i i say i watched the entire thing i'm lying so i started at whatever point they stopped filming in low definition <laughs> because I didn't go right back to the beginning because everything was too low def and I was like I can't watch this so I missed the first time Shangela was on it but then she came back twice anyway she did she did seasons two I think she she did seasons two three and then she did all stars where she was yeah so I think I saw three and then all stars is how I was introduced to her so for me it's like a little less obvious because I didn't see everything but um she's super funny no you're right actually she's up there too so I have a top four they're my top four yeah, I'd say Katya is also amazing. Um, but the new season, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's it's great. It is. I my favorite right now is um, I don't remember all their names, so excuse me. But Heidi in Closet, I think, is hilarious. Yes. Terrible. I didn't drag like her on the first. I didn't like her in the first episode. I didn't think I was going to warm to her. But every episode since, I'm like fully on board. Yes, and then the other one I really, really like is. Um, 
I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but she's Is the other Gigi black Good? girl. Oh no! Oh, I love Gigi Good. Actually, Gigi yeah, Good is probably my fun. like front runner. But um, Gigi Good is amazing. But the other black girl who like does very glam, like she did almost like a Diana Ross uh, look. I, I think yes. she's so good. Oh God, I can't even remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Like she's quite pointy. Like she has a yeah, pointy face. Yeah, she has very pointy features, and it's the problem that we can't remember her name. But um, well, yeah, exactly. Oh God, but that's gonna break She has it. She has it. But Gigi Good, I say, is the front runner in my book. Um, Sherry Pie, we all know how that's oh, not going to end for her. But I it, think Sherry Pie really... is really good too. Yeah, but this is the problem. Like because, and you know, I remember seeing when all this controversy came around about how she was doing all this stuff back in the day to vulnerable gays. Um, and how they've had to cut her out of the season as best as possible. Um, I remember one of the things that came out, they said, you know, she's so talented and she's so good at what she does. And it's such a shame, like, that she is who she is and her actions have resulted in her demise, you know, but that's that's life. That's what's going to happen. Um, For sure. But it's really interesting because I feel like episode one, we were introduced to her and it was kind of, there was the thing that came up at the beginning that said, you know, whatever. The disclaimer, yeah. Yeah, the disclaimer. And then, but we were still introduced to her and she won that episode and she was kind of in it, but I've noticed every episode since she's less and less and I'm actually forgetting that she's even there. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I think that she'll probably be final four because just the, the fact that they're putting that disclaimer in. Yeah, um, And she is quite to. talented. And I will give her credit, even though whatever she did was terrible. Um, she did apologize and like take responsibility for it, which so many people don't. So, props yeah, to you're that. right. Um, you're right. Um, it just, can we it just must really suck, though, to be a drag queen on that show right now because the way that they make bul the bulk of their money is by performing at the clubs, and every club oh. is closed right now, and that's how you capitalize on your fame when the show's running. So I, yeah, I didn't I, even think about that. Yeah, it just sucks to like film this probably last summer and to like wait for it to air and then of course have like this happen to kind of dim your shine but we'll all be back yeah soon. but exactly it'll all kind of return to normal at some point hopefully soon uh, can we talk about one of the contestants that i actually have such a crush on and it's kind of weird because <laughs> like it's not technically someone that i should have a crush on i think but it's um crystal method the one and that has the, that the one that they keep the saying Yes, and also I don't know who that person was that he's calling them. Um, I had to Google it, but I didn't even know how to spell what he was saying. My Google history is very messy. <laughs> Debarge, um, but it's the well, one with the mullet. Group, yeah, Debarge. Well, that, I'm calling him Debarge now because that's who Janet Jackson was married to at one point. But oh, um, I, I don't. I, I not my favorite. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't. Not my favorite, but when he's a boy. Like, there's something about him I have the biggest crush. Like, I think he's very attractive. He's very sweet. Like, I just have a major crush on him. And it's very odd because I've never had a crush on anyone with a mullet before. Well, you know, things happen. <laughs> I'm super talking excited of mullet, for tomorrow's hang on. episode. Wait, Wait who else talking has a mullet? Of, talking of mullets, only the most famous mullet of all time. Who? The Tiger King. <laughs> oh, God. Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King has taken over the country. Um, the Tiger King has taken over the world, let me tell you. People I'm in the Cook proud. Islands know what the Tiger King is. As they should, okay? If, there, if There's something that we call, like, zeitgeist, which is when something really becomes a part of, like, the conversation. And I think Tiger King 
props to Netflix, has really like taken over the conversation and uh-huh. everyone is talking about it. I watched I mean, everything. It was I, insane. It, it's insane, but I don't know one person that hasn't mentioned it or texted about it or anything. It's like every single person. Carol fucking Baskin, let me tell you. <laughs> But let me tell you, now this week, I'm having a turn on, on Carol Baskin, like, because I no, think she's getting... It. I think Joe Exotic is a horrible human being. Um, I think he's racist. And I think of Carol course. Baskin is actually misunderstood. And I... Uh, did she kill her husband? Probably. I don't know. But I think she's not a bad person. Um, I don't know. She's very sinister, in my opinion. You know, I love that word, sinister. <laughs> Love a sinister. Um, I often refer to people as being sinister because I feel like I can see deep within their souls. And she is a sinister soul. She is. Um, she might be a nice person, but she is a sinister soul. Well, I mean, she's been through a lot, it seems. But um, Well, haven't Tiger we all? King, but... I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about Tiger King that hasn't already been said. No, but... no. I just wanted it just because we were talking about mullets. It just sprung into my head. But I did see, isn't Netflix, I mean, you may or may not know you do work there but uh isn't netflix releasing a kind of one-off special about it and after the math i don't know because i've seen yeah i've seen oh i guess you probably couldn't say regardless but um i've did read that somewhere online that they were doing a special that would be good although i did kind of like the way it ended with this kind of uncertainty of like who they're going after next so well i mean yeah i mean there's a lot that that story can go in depending on if joe exotic gets out of jail i don't want it to turn into like a making a murderer where like they're just no. it, i want it to be a prison show but um a lot to <laughs> unpack there with the tiger king no well, sorry that was a complete segue <laughs> no that was a good segue it was a it was a mullet to mullet segue um I don't have anything else to say about RuPaul's Drag Race other than tomorrow they're doing a Madonna episode, which I'm super excited for because they fucked up the last two. Um, so let's I don't even it. remember the other Madonna episodes. Oh, don't you remember? There was one where they did a Madonna they runway. Did a musical? Every, I don't know if they did a musical, but everyone okay. like four out of the seven. Of them oh yes, those. they did. Yes, they like all wore that red cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. He was pissed off. Oh, well, that'll be interesting. I think these I think these group of ladies will be able to handle a Madonna episode, in, in my opinion. We'll see. We but that's tomorrow. See. Uh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's another day. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. You can. Uh, a show I do want to plug is The Good Fight, which is back on CBS All Access. Christine Baranski is one of the... And uh, we'll hear nothing uh, negative uh, about the show. Season three wasn't uh, you... the best. Exactly. You, the one that told me season three wasn't the best, which is why I didn't watch season it. Season three was still better than half of the television out there. What I didn't like about season three was just Michael Sheen's kind of character story arc. Um, Michael Sheen, Kate Beckinsale's baby daddy. Yeah, but that's um, why I feel a bit bad. Because I, I mean, not that I have like, you know, loyalty to Kate Beckinsale, but not that she's asked my opinion. But I no, don't know. But... I would just feel weird if I like it didn't like it. <laughs> so I feel like it's no. easier not to watch it. Oh no, it's still good because Christine Baranski is amazing and the storylines are still there. But I'm super excited about this season. No more Michael Sheen, and let's get. Oh, okay, so he's gone. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you watch this new season and then tell me if I need to watch the last season to know what's going on. 
You should watch the last season. Oh, I have so much to watch. I have so much to watch. I've got now Potomac to watch. I've got to catch you up should, on that. You should focus on Potomac. I'm almost Potomac. done with Ozark. I've actually, I'm almost Thank done with season you. two of Ozark. Thank you. You were so adamant not to watch it. It's not that I was adamant not to watch it. I just don't, in general, love kind of like, I'm not, I'm still to this, like watching the show, like, I'm I agree not quite with you. Sh- I don't know what money laundering is. I still don't really know oh what it is. I don't God. really like, so I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't really like mafias or cartels or drugs. So I thought that I would be put off by the show, but, but Jason no, Bateman's really good. Laura not, Linney's really good. But to me, it's whilst it has a, a grounding of, you know, money laundering, drug cartel, murders and all of this sort of stuff. To me, it's still very much a story of the family. Like, and I think that that's why it's a good balance. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Julia Garner won the Emmy for it last year, and she's yeah, amazing. Oh, so good. I can't believe that you're on. So you're nearly finished season two. I'm so confused I've, by the timeline. Yeah. It was quite long ago, but I have, I have just finished season episodes. three. What I think, and I don't tell me anything, obviously, but no, Darlene, Darlene Snell is one of the scariest characters I've ever seen anywhere. She's frightening. Um, anytime she's on screen, I'm scared. So, um, <laughs> well, wait and see what happens. what happens. Yeah, wait and see what happens. You, it, it's an interesting ride for Darlene this season, I will say. Um, oh. And I was quite taken aback. <laughs> okay, I look forward to it. I'll probably but the watch ending, it this weekend. I know, but listen, let me tell you the ending to Ozark season three is probably up there with one of my favorite endings to a season. Oh, and or you started La Casa de Papel, by the way, speaking of good endings. Yes. So I didn't want to watch that because uh, the season three and season four, uh, obviously, season one and season two of that was epic to me. And uh, it had, La Casa de Papel had the best ending that I've ever, ever seen of a TV show. Yeah, Everything for our, wrapped up perfectly. For our American fans, La Casa de Papel is called Money Heist in the okay. U.S. on Netflix. Um, yeah. Just in case you don't know, it's a great show. Is actually I have worked on seasons three and four on it, so I'm quite proud of it. But um, it's it's, uh, uh, it's well, I was shocked because I just didn't want to jump back in to season three because I was so uh, I thought the ending was so good to season two. But I take it all back, and I'm already fully invested, and I can't wait to see what happens. I love that show, love it. Yeah, and it's only eight episodes per season, which sometimes I think is great. Like That's all you need. I think Ozark's only 10, right? Ozark's 10, which is like the norm, I think. Like 13 is fine, but like the way like Desperate Housewives is like 22, I'm like, I can't start this again. Oh, I it's bet that's the, they're old times. They're, that's, you know, that's just an olden day thing. They don't <laughs> do that day, anymore. Yes. Way <laughs> back in 2004, last That's very old timey, old timey. Um... But other than that, I don't think I'm really watching anything else. Apart from Making the Cut is the other show that I am watching. Yes! Not yes. to go back into reality, but um, we've been talking about this one a lot. Um, because Naomi Campbell is needs uh, to be on my diva wall. She is everything. She should judge every she, single show. I think she should be on every single show. <laughs> she should. Put her on American Idol. Put her on The Voice. Uh, put her put on her everything. Put her on Project Runway. Put, put her, her on, on Has America's she ever Next been on Drag Race? No. Get her on Drag Race. Yeah, get her on Drag Race, Can give her a talk show, put her on the Today Show, you have her reading the weather to me, I don't care. Naomi Campbell is, the, I, I like Heidi and Tim too, but like, I just, well, I'm they're watching magic. for Naomi. Yeah. They're fine, I, they're fine. Yeah, no, they're magic, they're magic, they're a special duo, much like ourselves. 
much like ourselves. Yes, I'm the Heidi or the Tim. I knew that was coming just because of an age factor. You're so ageist until I bring up Madonna. It's so rude. No, it was a class thing. I was going to say, you're, you're much more of a buttoned up um, bow tie I've person. never worn a shirt. You're always in a freaking button down. Are you joking? And I <laughs> am Heidi Klum. <laughs> Heidi Klum. And, and the other judge on that show, Joseph Altazar, I told you, I think he's so cute. Yeah, he's okay. I don't really know too much about him to form an opinion yet, but um, we'll see. Yeah. But it's a great show. So it's obviously, um, you know, a, a reimagined version of Project Runway. Um, but mm. I would say surpasses every Project Runway I've ever seen because it's more real world. Well, it's very high budget, which you can tell. Like they're going yeah, to Paris, now they're going to Japan. Um, I think it's not high stakes, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Like, what well, I do love about dollars. like- They're getting a million dollars. That's more than what- No, I know. But, but what I love about like the reality show editing, like on Top Model or on Top Chef or on Project Runway is like that well, final moment where, they, yeah, where they line everybody up and they're like, okay, you're like for this, like, okay, can we talk to Carol? Yeah, but don't Carol, you- yeah, you're but... not making the cut. No, that's not how it goes. Because to me, it's more nerve wracking because you're just- already in amongst your peers in what seems to be a relaxed environment and you don't like it you know it's that kind of thing at work like when you and you should know like getting pulled out of a team of people to be told off like that's kind of <laughs> what happens to you on a daily basis um so you should know the fear behind that well i mean just standing in front of naomi campbell would make me oh um, i couldn't do it couldn't, anyway she, the mm. way she just goes in on everybody she's like it's a respect issue it's a respect yeah. issue it wasn't for me no wonder um, that guy was like uh, okay don't worry about it i'm just gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was weird yeah, that was weird i think i'm done uh I'm pretty good. speaking i think i'm done i think i'm done <laughs> i think i'm done as well i've had enough of you Oh dear. It's interesting because we don't get to see each other, but then, you know, we sit here on this video talking and then I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine not seeing you. <laughs> How dare you? I'm here by myself. We will reunite again. I tell you when we won't reunite for my birthday that's coming up and it's going to, I'm going to have a very sad birthday this year. We'll have to have a virtual party for <sighs> you. I kind of want to, but then like everybody's doing that and I'm just like, when you have more than four people on a call, it's annoying. Very much so. Well, you can do what I do every year. It's just have 500 different birthday celebrations. This is true. People, with all your people different that make sense. Yeah. That's true. Well, maybe I'll do that. I mean, I've got the whole day to get through, so it's a good idea. All right. Well, listen, guys, that was a new experience for us. It was kind of, you know, as you can see, there's no real focus. <laughs> um, and it does go all over the place. But I still feel like you know this is stuff that we enjoy um you know there will be a lot of spice girl fans out there that probably don't watch a lot of the things that we're watching so we have to kind of respect that they might come and say what the fuck are you doing <laughs> well i mean again if there's something you want us to talk about maybe there's something that we should be watching that we're not watching like put it on our radar we are here for everything especially now when yeah. we don't have much to do but exactly even if it's a throwback even if it's a throwback of some sort, I'm willing to, as I have proven by Potomac and RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm willing to start from the beginning and work my way through. There you go. That's the commitment. Committed. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back. We don't know when. We don't know why. But we'll be back. Bye. <laughs> See you. Bye.